So there in 1 Peter chapter 5, in the end of verse 5, it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Be sober minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you've suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as we receive your word today, we pray that you cleanse our hearts. As we incline our ears to what you would say, I thank you that you're close to us. I thank you that you teach us and guide us by your word. You reveal yourself to us and you build us up uh, in our faith as we grow in you together. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you translate this to each heart as we have need and as you are fully capable. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I want to start off with a question this morning. One that's not original to me, but one that really stuck with me when I heard it and, and will lead us into what we're going to talk about today. I set this bottle of water right here. How heavy is this bottle of water? Come on, somebody. Huh? I couldn't. It was more. 16 ounces. OK, that's good. It's not a trick, by the way. It's not like I put something else in it to make it heavier to try to fool you. Just a bottle, just an ordinary bottle of water. So about 16 ounces. Can we agree on that? Weighs about a pound. A little more, a little less maybe. But about a pound. Now if I leave it sitting here while I'm preaching, is that going to change? No. no. If we leave it here all afternoon, through lunch, almost a supper, a few hours, is it going to change? What if I leave it in here overnight, into tomorrow, all day tomorrow, more than 24 hours? Is it going to change? How heavy is it? It's a pound. It's about a pound, right? What if I pick it up and I hold it in my hot little hand for 10 or 15 minutes? Is it any heavier? Probably not. What if I hold it all the way through the service, on through lunch, into this afternoon? Is it heavier? It's feeling a little bit heavier at that point if I'm holding it that long. What if I hold it all through the night, into tomorrow? Over 24 hours holding this bottle of water. Is it going to feel like a pound in my hand? It's going to feel a lot heavier, isn't it? So it's starting to hurt. My arm's going to be aching. May go on, on over a pound, right? You know how when you're holding something, like these kids, I hear it all the time. Two parents got these kids. One of them's holding, holding him. We'll say him, and he may be a little chunky. Yeah, we got some chunky boys around here. And what do they say? You're gonna have to take him. What? He's starting to get heavy. He's starting to get heavy. 
Now, does that baby weigh any more than when daddy first picked him up? Uh-uh. What's changed? How long you held him. It's how long you've been holding it. So how much does it weigh? Well, the absolute weight of the bottle isn't as important as how long you're carrying it. How long have you been holding it? How long has it been since you set it down? The way that works, that physical principle, right, in our physical body where we're holding the bottle of water that's a pound or a chunky baby that weighs a little bit more than that. You know, we start to feel that. They weigh heavier on us the longer that we carry them, the longer that we hold them. And it functions the same way with our soul. The matters of life that we deal with and that we carry have weight to them. And that weight, if we carry it continuously over time, without setting it down, without any help, without any rest, it weighs heavier and heavier and heavier. Regardless of how much it actually weighs, the longer you carry it, the longer you hold on to it, the heavier it becomes in your hands, on your heart, and on your mind, right? And just like that bottle of water, if I held it, just one pound, just one pound bottle of water, if I held it in that same hand, held it out for hours, it's going to start to, it's going to start here and it's going to go up and I'm going to feel pain. I may feel it all the way in my back. It's going to start to affect everything about me if I'm carrying it alone and consistently. How heavy is it? Depends on how long you've been carrying it. And that is one of the things I believe that Peter is speaking to. In this passage right here, as he concludes this letter that he's writing, we'll start with where he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we got to touch this part first before we can get to where we're going to go next. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Resists, it means what you think it means, to keep something back, to, to, to push back on something. But I looked it up even further. I was like, well, this is pretty important. If, he's re- if God is resisting somebody and something, I kind of want to know what it means and how it's going. So I looked up that word in the Greek. And it's a two-part word, you know, like we have words that, you know, there are two words put together. It's antitasso. Anti, which is where we get our word anti, means against. Or I'm, I'm, I'm against this. I'm anti this. So anti- Tasso, tasso is to put something in order, to organize something, to set something up. And so when it says God resists the proud, it's God is anti the system that they're trying to build on their own. The way of life that they're trying to create on their own, the way they're trying to order their life on their own apart from him. It says he will resist that. He will resist that, that there won't be any help from him, but there's going to be difficulty. It's going to get heavier. What do we think? Resistance. Heavier, harder to lift, harder to do. He resists who? The proud. Those that show themselves to be above others, look at others with contempt or overestimate their own ability. You ever been there? That's why it says pride comes before a fall. I think I can do that. I should be able to do that. And then you try it and you're like, I overestimated my ability. And pride sets itself up above God. God, I know what you say, but I want to do it this way. God, I know what you said, but I think I've got a better way. Your way seems a little bit too hard, seems a little bit too tough for me. I want to do it like this. I think there's an easier way to do it. It says God will resist the 
proud, those that put self first, considering ourselves to be the most capable. I'm going to put order to my own life, my way, the way I see fit, the way I want to. It says God resists that. He resists that person. And as they carry those things in life, they're going to get heavier and heavier and harder to carry. Why? Because there's resistance there that's coming from God himself. Because you're trying to be him in your own life and you can't tote the water he can tote. You cannot carry what he can carry. And you may think to yourself, I'm not prideful. I'm a mess. But even in our mess, we can be trying to tell him how things need to go. Even in our mess, we can be trying to tell him how things should be set up. And so we can be just as prideful, even if we can, even if we consider ourselves a mess. So he resists the proud, not where we want to be, but gives grace to the humble, grants or permits grace to the humble. Grace is uh, cherish. It's undeserved favor, unmerited favor, something you did, a position you didn't earn, but he lets you sit in it anyway. That's what grace is, an unmerited standing or a gift to those who are humble. And that word literally means low to the ground. Low to the ground. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. It's a principle. It'll work. It works all the time, every time. There is no change to it. So he tells us that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then he tells us, humble yourselves. Therefore, remember, therefore, because of what I just said, because of what I just said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at proper time. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you. That mighty hand of God, that, that's a word that's only used to describe God's power. It's unique to him. We can't have it. It belongs to him. The, uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Now, what is Peter telling us? He's saying, be honest in your estimation of yourself. Be honest in your estimation of yourself and your estimation of God. Humble yourself under his mighty hand. He's mighty. You're not. He won't squash you. He doesn't, he, he doesn't crush the humble. Those that come to him and go, here's what I am. And I'd see what you are. Will you receive me? He doesn't squash you like we deserve. But it says so that he might exalt you. What? Pick you up from that humble state to where he is to raise you up to, to dignity, honor, to happiness is even one of the words that it uses there when he's talking about he will exalt the humble. He will lift them up, not because of what they did, out of grace. Out of grace. Pride is resisted. The humble are lifted. You see the contrast there. And that was only the first part of the sentence. Then we get to where we're talking about how heavy is the water bottle. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at proper time. Verse seven, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. Casting means to, to throw it or to set it upon. Set your cares 
upon him. Now, I also wanted to look up that word cares. Because if again, if it's something I'm supposed to do, I want to know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Cares, that word is used six times in the New Testament, here and then five other places. And in all of those places, it's an incredibly negative word. <laughs> it's used three times in the Gospels when Jesus is telling the parable of the sower. When he says, you know, some seed fell on this ground, some seed fell on this ground, some seed fell among the weeds and they rose up and choked out the seed with the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches. So in that example, the cares choked, choked the life out. There's another spot where the cares weighed down. A weight on top of somebody, weighing them, weighed down by the cares of this world. And there was a third one, Paul used it. And it's interchangeable with the word anxiety. And he described it as the pressure Pressure on me, pressure building up against me. That, that's the type of cares that it's talking about. The things in life that concern us, that we're concerned about, but that choke us, literally take our breath, weigh us down, and bring great pressure on us. You can talk about the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Cast your cares on him. Now, again, how heavy is the water bottle? It depends how long you've been carrying it. The cares of this world are the same way. The cares of life are the same way. The longer we carry them on our own, the heavier they get. And we get into that choking. I can't breathe that, that weight. I can't stand up straight. That pressure. I, I feel like I'm compressed, depressed by this. The longer we carry it, the more incapacitating it becomes. Trying to make ourselves strong, able to carry it, what are we doing? We're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Trying to be the stout one, we're wearing ourselves out. It's these things that he's telling us we need to teach ourselves to place on Jesus. These are the things in our life that he's telling us to cast, to set upon Jesus Christ. Cast your cares upon him. And now that can feel Strange, Because the reason we're carrying them is because they're, they're important to us. The reason we're holding on to them is because it's big time stuff in our life. And we don't know what's going to happen if we're not holding on to it in our little hand, do we? We don't know if it's going to be taken care of. We don't know if it's going to get done. We don't know if it's not just all going to fall to pieces if I'm not the one that's holding on to it. So that's strange to us to think about setting it down, even though it's weighing us down, even though it's choking me out, even though I'm having all this pressure on my heart and my mind and my soul is being torn into tatters because I'm trying to tote it all by myself, it still feels strange when I think about doing something else with it. It's why they weigh so much because a lot of this stuff is important to us. Whether it's our, 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 our family, kids, our job, work, how we're going to, I mean, our health, big things in life. How am I going to make it through this heavy, heavy things, cares of life? It's easy to see why it weighs us down, but also simultaneously why we have trouble setting it down. Because we don't know if anybody's going to do with it what needs to be done. So I got to tote it or else nobody else will. If I don't take care of this, nobody else will. Nobody else can do this. I'm the only one. Nobody else. And sometimes nobody else will even help me. 
But it says, cast your cares on Him. And the second part of this is very important because it's what's going to motivate us to do the first part. Because He cares for you. Obviously, same word in English, very different. The cares of this life weighing on us. Give them to Him because He cares for you. He cares about you. He cares for you. And when Peter's writing this, I have to wonder if he had a flashback, you know, like if it was on a TV show, he'd be sitting there writing him like, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And, you know, he kind of looks up and then it starts to play right above his head. What Jesus said in John chapter 10, and I want to read it. He's talking about how he's the good shepherd. In John 10, and we start in verse 10, a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. See, that's what we're scared of when we give the cares of our life to somebody else, that they don't care, that they're just going to let it drop. And we're going to be worse off because of it, aren't we? That's why we, that's why we carry it. That's why we won't set it down. Because we think everybody else is just a hired hand and doesn't, doesn't care. I almost said, <laughs> said it in a different way. They wouldn't have been bad, but may not have been most appropriate. But they don't. It says the hired hand, he's not the shepherd. He doesn't own the sheep. He leaves him, runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches him and scatters him. That's what we picture, isn't it? This happens because he's a hired hand and he doesn't care about the sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and, the, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, I wonder if when he's writing this, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. If there's that flashback moment to Jesus saying, you're used to people not caring. I'm not that away. You're used to people being there until the wolf comes. You're used to people being there until it gets tough and you think they're going to help you and then they don't. I'm not like that. I'm the good shepherd. And the proof that he cares is that he gave his life for the sheep. For Peter, yeah, for you and for me too. He cares. Get tough. But Jesus is the good shepherd. Will he carry our cares? Will he do the good and right thing with them? He cares for us. And he proved it when he laid down his life. Proved it when he laid down his life. Peter said, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he might exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Those things that are heavy, those things that are hurting, those things that have gotten too heavy for you to carry, cast those on him. Because he cares for us. Instead of trying to be strong and carry it all, which brings me to weakness and pain, I instead humble myself. I know that I'm weak. I admit that to him. And say, I'm not supposed to carry this on my own. I trust you. You care for me. Then see, I know his strength. I know his strength when I hand my burdens over to him. He's capable and he cares. 
He's got the ability to help me and he has shown that he is willing. What a rest and a comfort to have one that you can trust. That's not a hired hand that doesn't bail out when things get tough. See, we have to read verse six and seven before we get to verse eight and nine. You hear verse eight, and nine plenty of times. Don't ever look at it on its own, because if you don't have six and seven coming first, eight and nine aren't going to go well for you. Eight and nine says, be sober minded, be alert. Why? Now you can be. Why? Because you're not weighed down by the cares of this life. You're not overwhelmed with how much you're hurting, trying to tote this on your own. You can be sober minded, alert and aware of what's going on. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for who he may devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. When your arms, your eyes, your heart are weighed down by the cares of this life, that's all you can feel and that's all you can see. But when you cast them on him, then you can see clearly what's really going on. You can see a lot more clearly what is really going on. It says you've got an adversary. That, that, that word is like somebody who stands against you in court to accuse you of wrongdoing. You've got an adversary, the devil, slanderer, liar. That's what that means. Adversary, the devil, roaming about, seeking whom he may Devour. He's given you a, a, a bolo, a be on the lookout, be on the lookout for this one. Pay attention. Why? Because he's seeking about whom he can devour. Tear to pieces. Rip apart. Oh, man. What does it say you're supposed to do? Don't say run and hide, does it? What does it say? Resist him. Resist him. See, when I'm loaded down with my cares, when I got my hands full of water bottles, I can't resist anybody. I, I'm just focused on what I'm toting. And what's that? What's going to happen to me? Ripped up. Ripped up by the cares of this life and all the things that can come at me from the evil one. My hands are too full. But when I've given that to Jesus, I can be alert, I can be aware, and I can be ready to Resist. Remember it says God resists the proud. He's teaching us to do the same thing. And nobody prouder than this one. And nobody prouder than the evil one. Nobody. He's the one that said, I'm going to exalt my throne to be above the God of the heavens. That's why I ended up getting cast down to begin with. Nobody more prideful than him. That's the first sin is a sin of pride. The first one to say, I don't need you, God. I can be you. I will replace you. That's what he breathes. It's who he is. It's what he does. That's what he tries to draw you into. And it's nothing but pain and suffering because it's carrying things that you can't carry on your own and they slowly but surely destroy you under the weight of them. It says resist him. How? Firm in the faith. Firm in the faith. Faith is me seeing how God sees. That's what it is. I see him as he is. I see myself as I am. That's where the humility part comes in. And I see the enemy as he is. God, that you give us the faith to see as you see, because when you can see the truth, you won't buy into the lie. When you can see the truth clearly, you won't buy into the lie. 
faith from humility sets me firm. I'm not moving. I'm not rocked around, especially when it comes to him. Pride brings about disorder because no matter how I try to stack everything up, I'm going to do it my way. The resistance keeps it from working. The resistance keeps it from working. And that's the same thing God is telling you to do in your life when it says resist the evil one, resist the adversary, resist the devil. He's trying to set up his system in your life. Remember? Remember what the word means? Against setting up a system, setting things in order. He wants to put it in his order. You're not, mm, not going to let you do that. I'm going to stop you right there. It says, resist him, firm in the faith. Now, that resistance, there's going to be some friction there. It's two forces coming against each other. There's some friction there. May even be some discomfort. He, he, he even says it can be a tough experience for you when you resist the evil one. He said, but don't think it's just you. Stand firm in your faith, what? Knowing that the same kind of sufferings, experiences, are being had by your fellow believers throughout the world. He said, you're not the only one fighting this fight. That should comfort you. That should encourage you. Why? Because what do we hear whenever we're the one that's weighted down, whenever we're the one that's wore out, whenever we're the one that's having a hard time, it feels like everybody else is doing great, isn't it? Everybody else is just killing it, just crushing it. It's just me. I'm the only one. He's like, uh-uh. No, 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 no. Everybody all over the world is fighting the same fight you are. They're in the same match that you are. And it applies the same to us no matter where we are. It's not just us. And then, remember, don't forget, we cast our cares upon him. He's still right there with us. Look what he does in verse 10. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you've suffered a little while. He will restore, establish, strengthen, and support you. In our quest for strength, we're weakened and we're pained. When we try to do it on our own, all we do is wear out. But in our humility, we experience his strength and the answer to all that we want. Look at that list. That's all we want to be restored, to be established, to be strengthened and to be supported. What else do we want? Everything's everything is wrapped up in there. Everything that we could be seeking, trying to tote those cares on our own. He takes care of all of it. For us. And don't get tripped up by the after you've suffered for a little while. That word can can mean experienced. After you've experienced this weight, after you've experienced this time of friction with the world trying to pull you this way and him calling you this way, he will restore, establish, strengthen, and support you. It says to him be dominion forever. Amen. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Or so be it. So the question. How heavy is a bottle of water? How heavy are the cares of this life? 
It depends on how long you've been toting it by yourself. It depends on how long you've been carrying it. The absolute weight isn't relevant when it, you've been carrying it for so long. It can be just a pound. It doesn't even have to be something big. But if you carry it singularly and continually, it will, even that, will wear you out. You'll start to feel it all the way through your body when you hold it on your own. And again, the, these are important things. These are big things in life. Important questions that we need answers to. Important uh, uh, situations, relationships. These can be big things. I'm not saying they're not big things. They're big things. That's why we're trying to carry them. That's why we're trying to make sure they get. We're trying to restore, establish, strengthen, and support everything on our own. We're trying to do what he does, and it's wearing us out. We're trying to carry it on our own, and it's wearing us out. The cares of this life have weight. And they weigh so much more as you try to settle them and order them on your own. It's not how we were made to function. It's not how we were made to function. There's this lie of independence that if you just hustle enough, if you grind enough, if you work hard enough, if you press hard enough, that you'll, you'll get to the point that everything will be well. And it's a lie. It's a lie. And you see people that, that do that and then get to the end of it. And they are the most hopeless because they have seen the end of all their human efforts. They, they've seen the end of the path where everything this world could offer, they've tried and they've got to the end of all of it and they're still missing it. You can work as hard as you want to and you will never get to that position of peace and rest that comes from humility in his presence. When we try to settle and order those things on our own, it's not how we were made to function. We were not made to be autonomous. We were made to be with him. Not self-stable. God resists that. He resists the proud. It's not going to work. It's never going to work because he resists the proud. Why? Because it's too much like the adversary. It's too much like the evil one. Any attempt at order or organization of life apart from him, he resists, but he gives grace to the humble, to the lowly. And Peter encourages us to humble ourselves. Therefore, knowing that, Humble ourselves under God's mighty, cap here, capable hand. When I was talking to Pastor Alvin, uh, when they got in Saturday night, we were talking about what all had happened you know, during the week and everything that was going on. And um, he, he talked about having been through a season and a time in the ministry that was just so intense that he actually started to have physical health problems. He's like, you know, I'm 60 something years old. I go to the doctor and he, he telling me a little bit about what was going on. He said, the doctor told me, he said, you need to shut everything down <laughs> for like 60 to 90 days. He's like, this is having an effect on you physically. He's like, but I'm not stressed. I'm not feeling stressed. He's like, but you, you are so bit, you're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to stop. You're going to have to rest. And 
And he did, and it was a great time uh, over uh, a couple of months. He said, I even took longer than they told me to. And you know what? Everything continued to function. Everything that had been going, uh, the ministry, all the everything that we did, all of it went well. He said, but I remember what Pastor Tim Brooks had told me, or he said he told it to a group of pastors at a minister's conference. He said, brothers, there is a God, and you're not him. There is a God, and you are not him. And I was thinking on that every night when I lay down to go to sleep, that's another day of proof that I'm not God. My need to close my eyes and rest and sleep is my reminder that there is a God, but I am certainly not him. He's not growing weary. He's not growing tired. He's not needing to take a nap. That's me. And so I shouldn't presume to be able to function like he does. I am not him. There is a God and I'm not him. I do need him desperately. And that's why I'm so glad for that tag. Not, don't just cast your cares on him, hoping he'll accept them. Cast your cares on him and maybe he'll listen. Cast your cares on him and hope for the best. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Those who exalt themselves, he, he does resist. But those who humble themselves before him, he does what? He picks them up. He lifts them up. The cares of this life are heavy and important. We can't just cast them away. That's what we end up doing when we, when we walk through it as the world would have us walk through it. As the cares get too heavy and they're wearing us out, we, even though they're important, we just say, well, something must be wrong with this one. I need to get me a different weight because this weight just won't act right. Right? Through whatever it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss this aside when the problem wasn't it. It was just how I was trying to carry it. I was trying to carry it the wrong way. I was trying to carry it on my own. The cares of life are heavy and they are important. We can't cast them away. What happens when the prideful get tired? It's just them. What we do is we cast them on him because he cares for us. Is it too heavy? We take it to him. And we remember in this that there is an evil one. There's an accuser. There's an adversary that's looking to devour. But since our hands aren't weighed down anymore and our eyes aren't tired because we've pushed so much further than we should have, we're able to be sober and vigilant and resist him steadfast, firm in the faith. Firm in the faith. And then the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you. How much more do I rejoice over the weight lifted when I felt how heavy it can be? How much more do I rejoice over the weight lifted off of me, carried by him, when I have felt how crushing that weight can be? How much does the bottle weigh? How heavy is it? It depends on how long you've been carrying it. And there's some things we need to set down. There's some things we need to cast on him. We don't forget about them, but we don't take up sole responsibility for. Amen. Stand up with me together. I want to pray over us as we get ready to go. And then Andrew's going to come and we'll sing together. We'll go out singing. Father, thank you. Thank you that you are not
a hired hand. You don't bail out when things get tough. You don't bail out when the enemy shows up. But you're the good shepherd. You laid down your life for the sheep. You, you've proved it that we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us. You're not just capable, but you're caring. And I thank you that we find you to be both in this life. Lord, help us to learn better, to not put weight on our soul that it's not meant to carry by itself. That you've given us responsibilities, you've given us opportunities, but Lord, that we wouldn't carry them on our own two shoulders by ourselves when you're right there beside us. That we cast those cares upon you, those things that would choke us, those things that would weigh us down, those things that would pressure us in this life, that we cast those on you because you care for us. That we wouldn't try to make ourselves strong, wearing ourselves out, but we would humbly come before you, your throne of grace and find great strength there. That your strength is made perfect in our weakness. That you don't look at us and say, you should have been able to carry that, but you look at us and say, bring that here to me. Let me carry what I'm supposed to carry so that you can freely do what I've given you to do. I thank you for the rest and the peace that comes with that, not guilt and condemnation, but Lord, you receive us. You know where we, you made us to depend on you. Lord, that we'd start and that we'd continue and that we'd never fail to do it. That as those weights sit heavy, give us the wisdom to look and see how long we've been carrying it by ourselves and to bring it to you, to place it upon you because you care for us. As we go out of here today, I thank you that we leave in peace and unity with one another. Lord, we pray for those that are uh, sick out from among us today, recovering. Lord, bring them healing, strength, and peace, that they'll rest well tonight and be raised up in strength in the morning. I thank you that you deliver us through this strange time that we're in, and you sustain us as only you can. Lord, that we go through this week with you in mind, acknowledging you, constantly aware of you, constantly listening for your direction and that you'll direct our paths. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name.